is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, hey, um... Hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. The state of the art of professional selling is putting your prospect in the middle of their own story and making them realize they're there right now. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name is Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. Uh, we're on YouTube. If you haven't heard of that, if you didn't know that, this show is available on YouTube. Doug, my producer, said, Jeff, we got to take advantage of this medium. Um, just start looking into the camera when you record. And so since the beginning of season three, we've done that. Uh, I show some visual aids there uh, from time to time. Every once in a while, I'll play with some interesting camera angles, try to keep people engaged. Uh, it's a worthwhile exercise for me for very reasons. And I hope it's another way that you can interact with the show. We're having fun with it. Check it out if you want. If you can't stand the idea of looking at me while I talk, well, then don't. <laughs> I'm glad you're here anyway. Thank you. You've got a lot of choices. I say that regularly and I mean it every single time. Now, last week I had Ravi Rajani on the show and Ravi is such a great storyteller and an expert on storytelling. I mean, there are those people who are really good storytellers. I know a few of them and they have always intimidated me as it relates to uh, storytelling. And, you know, when I talked to Ravi, I realized that it was something much simpler than I was making it out to be. And I have a really good friend who was a college roommate of mine and who is absolutely mesmerizing when he tells stories. Like he can make you feel like you were there and he's engaging and dynamic and captivating and funny and attractive and all these things. Like he's got you eating out of the palm of his hand. And I thought that's what you needed to do in order to be a good storyteller. And I was intimidated for a long time on what it took to become a good storyteller. I had just written off the concept that I was a storyteller at all. I tried to be much more mechanical. And sometimes I would go and look at these story uh, storytelling frameworks and you try to plug them in and you just end up feeling awkward, right? And, and Ravi's framework, that ACORN framework, go check it out. Because it's it's a different way of looking at these things, and it'll help you get over some of these humps. But it was a couple of weeks after I talked to Ravi that I was um, interviewed by a gentleman writing a book on 
using storytelling in sales. Uh, there's a lot of that going on, and it's a really worthwhile topic to pursue. And his name is Philip Hum, and that book will be out soon. Perhaps if you're listening to this later, uh, well after the uh, you know re- the release of this show, perhaps you've th- this book has already come out. Perhaps you already own it. If you don't, I would check it out because he interviewed me for this uh, book, and I know he interviewed several other storytelling and selling experts for it. But during this conversation with Philip, I, I literally, in real time, recognized how I apply storytelling and really how we all apply storytelling in the way we interact with people, in the way that we interact with customers. And it's not always a cut and dried, you know, here is the character, here is the setting, here is the guide, here is the hero, here is the inciting event, here is the whatever you go through with your hero's journey arc or whatever. Think about the way that you relate to the people you work with. Think about the way that you prospect. Think about the way you do discovery. When you think about those things, I don't know if you're like me. Hey, I I can tell that if you, or I can tell you rather that if you follow my frameworks for prospecting, you are going to find yourself in this position where you're telling stories without even realizing it. Because I think we always speak in terms of stories and we always try to create context when we talk with our prospects and our customers. And when you create that context, I think we naturally fall into these storytelling narratives. This is how we have communicated for thousands of years. Before you could write, before you could read, before anybody on this planet communicated in that form, we told stories. It's literally in our DNA. And so one of the reasons I think that storytelling frameworks can come across as so awkward is that you're trying to insert a predetermined narrative into the one that you probably don't even realize you're using at that time. So now when you have conflicting story narratives, it just, the whole thing seems to be garbled and it just doesn't come across very well. And you don't feel very uh, smooth with it. It's very awkward. Your prospect can pick up on that. Your prospect probably picked up on, wait, why did we change? Uh, huh? Like it's just such, um, it's such an awkward exchange when you do it that way. And so despite the fact that the story brand frameworks are out there and you can read Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey and you can, you know, identify with all this stuff, when you try to contrive things into being, when you try to piecemeal stuff together, it just doesn't tend to work. So what does it mean to sell like you? Well, in short, it means more pipeline. It means bigger deals that close faster and more often. It means more customer loyalty, so there's less churn. And it means a culture on your team where winning is expected and everyone's having fun. Now, if this sounds like something your team needs, go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash services and find out how I use this approach to help teams like yours create world-class results. Now, back to the show. So you really have two options. You can predetermine your narrative and you can actually, or I'm sorry, rather absolutely stick to that script or that framework. And so if you consciously eliminate the unconscious storytelling you're already engaging with so that you can focus on this messaging from marketing or whatever, then at least it's pretty clean and you eliminate a lot of that awkwardness, right? 
but this season's about selling like you. So what I'm going to do is the opposite of that. I'm going to encourage you to lean into the narratives you already engage with. I'm going to encourage you to dig into that conversation with that prospect. I'm going to encourage you to tell stories about people like your prospect in such a way that they recognize themselves in that story. And hopefully, if the timing is right, they'll realize that they're in the middle of that story right now and that you know this story. You've been through this story with dozens of companies of people like them. And you, since you know how this story ends, and since you know all the pitfalls and all the hijinks and adventures that are going to encounter the hero throughout the way, that maybe you might just be the person that helps them get to their promised land. It's funny, this happens regularly with me. I remember a specific time, several times like this, but I'll envision one in my head because that's the clearest way to tell a story is by using your own learned and earned experience. But I remember talking to a sales manager. It was at a networking event and he was new to the job and he had some interesting dynamics in his company. And he told me about the role leadership played and how they treated him in his role. He talked about the company's overall goals and where he fit in or where he didn't fit in. And I said, oh, okay. So let me, let me get, let me just, let me know if I miss anything here. You're young and energetic and ready to lead this team. And this team would lay down in traffic for you, but you are kind of stuck because leadership doesn't necessarily want to invest in you to take this company where you know it could go because, well, right now they're just not interested in it and it doesn't seem to be worth the risk or the investment to them. At the same time, you know that you need to lead this team to their ultimate success, so you've got conflict here. And if I could take this a step further, I'll bet you're kind of unhappy with that. I'll bet that uh, you have some conflict now that you don't know if you can do your very best work because you don't know if it'll be rewarded properly. And so you might want to go encounter a role like this somewhere else where you could actually be given the fuel and the encouragement to go do your very best work. But then you might be feeling as if you're letting down the team that we just talked about would lay down in traffic for you because you're such a great leader. That's a lot of conflict, isn't it? And this guy looked at me as if he had seen a ghost. He said, how did you know that? Like, you just read me like a book. We just, we just met. And I said, well, yeah, because you're in a situation that a lot of other people are in. And it's not uncommon for you to have that conflict. It's not uncommon for you to not have the resources to be able to work through that conflict productively. You might need some guidance. You might need uh, an ear to bend, someone to talk to, someone to talk things through. But rest assured, regardless of what you need, regardless of where you are, regardless of what you do, you're in a spot that a lot of other people are in. You don't need to feel alone and support is there if you need it. That's storytelling. All I did was lay out the situation. All I did was lay out my experience of working with people like him and giving him the landscape. All I did was create context there. But in that way, I told his story without even knowing him. Now, look, it doesn't happen all the time like that. There are a lot of details that you don't get the first time around. There are some details. 